You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. A podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. My guest today is Ulf Lonegren, co-founder and CEO of Raketo, a company that helps B2B companies grow through content marketing. Ulf, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. That's a cool first name, Ulf. What's the, <laughs> where does that come from? Yeah, it's a Swedish background, Swedish name. It actually means, so in Old Norse, Ulf would have been like wolf. And so, so that's what it means in Old Norse. And it was my grandfather's name. I probably don't even pronounce it correctly. I think it's Ulf. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm born and raised in Canada, so I, I got my way of pronouncing it. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's that's a cool namesake, a wolf. You know, it's pretty badass. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that part about it for sure. <laughs> Definitely. So, well, I'm really glad to have you on the show today because we're going to talk about something that's been in the news a ton. And listeners can probably already guess we're going to talk about the impact of AI on content mm-hmm. marketing. And so let's just jump right into it. What do you make of this AI revolution? What do you think it's going to mean for SEO and for content marketing more generally? Just what's your take? That's a loaded question. It's a, <laughs> there, there's, a lot to, there's a lot in that take, but I think to try and summarize my thoughts, AI, it, it really is changing the landscape in the world of content marketing. I think that, I think people are seeing that and they're seeing the impacts it's having, but I don't think it's, I don't think people are off base when they talk about how major this is. I really, I'm of the camp that this is significant technological advancement, primarily because of the generative side of AI. So what it's changing in the world of SEO and content is where you previously needed humans to create the content, whether we're talking about written content or even as far as more technical, like the web pages themselves, AI is now in a place where it can create impressively good content just by asking it a few prompts. And there's even tools that are already being built on top of it specifically for the world of SEO. You know, some of the popular AI SEO tools are like jasper.ai, for example, which can not only do things like help you create like everything from the beginning of your keyword research to the outlines and topics that you should be covering through to then generating the content and formatting it all into what is a good article or web page to then be published with little to no human intervention as far as like updating that content goes. I mean, that content can rank and that content can now compete with what was previously all done by humans. And that's a major thing to be able to allow businesses to create content all with with crazy efficiency and highly reduced costs that can compete you know that that's a that's a major shift in in how things were to how they are now 
Yeah, it's it's a sea change, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just at the kind of the very beginning of it. I mean, the way that you're describing it makes it sound like if you're a copywriter, maybe you should be a little worried, or at the very least, you should learn how to use these tools because it sounds because your job is going to radically change. Do you think that's that's true? Yeah, I think you're hearing it correctly. And that is sort of the concerns that a lot of people are voicing is that, you know, am I going to be out of a job? And I think it's interesting. And I've read a lot of arguments and listened to a lot of arguments for both sides saying, this has all happened before. We've seen major changes through technology across our lifetime that, you know, brought a lot of worry into individuals and professionals about losing their jobs and what are we going to do? And, and this is going to replace us. And, the, and then usually the argument that, you know, for those who say it's, it's not as major as everybody's claiming is that, you know, it didn't happen before. If you look at what happened before in lots of these scenarios, sure, things changed and job descriptions evolved and the way we went about things adjusted, but I actually do believe that regardless of all those comparisons, I think this time it is different because we're not comparing just like a leap in technology. Like now you can do this easier. It's mm. now you don't have to do this. Like now yeah. the, the the major parts of your job and your expertise as a human are being fully or at least currently 90% replaced. And the caveat there is when people then take that argument and they say, okay, well, it's only 90% replaced. That's where that 10% is still humans and we're going to adjust and stuff. The thing is, they're also talking about where AI is today, but AI is getting, it's improving at an exponential rate. What it can do and how well it can do that is going to be like what it can do today compared to 12 months from now, which is not a far future, is going to be drastically different. And so I think people are underestimating how fast it will evolve as well. So I'm not saying be scared for your jobs, but at the same time, be a little scared for your jobs and in Mm. in a healthy way, maybe like think about what do I need to do as an individual to make shifts to make sure I'm still uh, needed, I'm still relevant, and I can still offer value. Yeah. I mean, having played around a little bit with these tools myself, if, if I was a copywriter, I think I would just be learning these tools because mm-hmm. they're, they, there's a learning curve, right? Like Jasper AI has a whole boot camp that, you, that you're supposed to go through to learn how to use it. And I, mm-hmm. I tried to use it without that. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I did. Yeah. So I think that, you know, there's a lot to learn. So you could become expert at using the tool. I mean, that might be one way to go. Yeah. And I think that, again, that's another argument people make is, it's going to be a shift from there's going to be people who take the time to learn the tools, become experts with the tool. And now maybe new jobs are created in that I'm an expert AI promptist or whatever you want to call yourselves because you've really gotten good at it. But I, I do worry about the longevity of those paths. I think that's a great idea to jump on right now, become an expert quickly and take advantage of that. That's some. That's a skill people are going to be looking for. How long that skill is relevant, I don't know. That's maybe a little more mm. for you and me to guess. I suppose so, right? Maybe as the technology gets simpler and the user mm. interfaces become, you know, simplified and so on. That's that's a valid point. So yeah. now, what about SEO specifically? Obviously, 
these AI tools can can totally automate that, right? Or or mm-hmm. highly automate it. But the 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 purpose of SEO, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, is to drive web traffic, right? Mm. Yep. Yeah. The the what's going to happen though if you know Chat GPT and like what what Microsoft is doing with Bing, you know, adding the the technology to the to Bing and stuff that you you know it might just change how we get information totally right instead of browsing a bunch of results and links and then going to websites to look at content just brings the summarizes it and just brings it right to you right you don't even need to go to a website i mean would that kind of undermine the whole purpose of seo in the first place yeah no i'm glad you brought that up because it's it's the other side of this whole discussion that seos are having uh, which is how do people even find your information in the first place? And, you know, we've talked about how AI can, from from the business and content generation side, make all that easier, quicker, more efficient, all that stuff. But on the other side, as the user who's doing the searches and looking for the information and wanting the answers to their questions, uh, with, with Bing, with Microsoft purchasing, OpenAI and rolling out ChatGPT into their search engine. Google has now announced Bard. Bard is essentially the same thing. It's their AI platform that's going to be baked into Google search. So you'll type in the search bar, ask your question there, put in your keywords. And instead of going needing to go to a website, Bard's just going to spit out the answers for you right there and then. Now, where we are today, like when Google did their first bar demo, which was just recently, they actually, the the AI got an answer incorrect. It was something Mm -hmm. about telescope and the first planet being found or something. I'm probably off base, but something like that. And anyways, it got it slightly wrong. And so they were called out on that and Google shares dropped because of getting, Mm -hmm. because of this error. But again, I like to go back to the fact that people are going to lean on that, like, oh, look, it's getting information wrong. This isn't going to work. I mean, this is early days. Like if the, the, yeah. these AI tools are only going to get better, they're going to get smarter, they're going to get more accurate. And that's going to happen quickly. Now, does that actually change how users go to websites? Does this eliminate the need for SEO? I think yes and no. I think it depends a lot on the use case. I think there's types of information that users won't need, will no longer need to go to websites. Not not as of maybe tomorrow, but in the near future, they'll be able to search, get the quick answer they needed from Google, and probably in just a better a better user experience. Because the way yeah. SEO works today is a lot of content out there has been bulked up, and I don't mean necessarily adding fluff, but it's like SEOs try and create a lot of content to make sure they're hitting the right keywords to make sure that they can rank. They're looked at as authoritative, but from the user standpoint, if I type in my keyword, I want a quick question answered and I click and I go to like a blog article or something, maybe I'm only looking for a quick, like I just need a one sentence answer to my one sentence question. And it's lost in a sea of like 2000 words. Like where do I find that? Mm. Whereas if Bard can just give me the answer right from a Google search, like one, two, I'm done. I don't need to go to a website. Now, let's go to the flip side of that, though, which is in some instances, like it might not be that easy. If I'm searching a complex topic that isn't a single sentence answer, 
that I'm going to need to go digging through. And I want to know that my information is coming from a reputable source. And maybe along with the answers, I'm looking for examples, like code examples, or maybe I'm looking for like a video tutorial to go along with the written text or things like that. I think that's where Bard will and 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 Bing will only be able to give you surface level information. And websites are still going to be important. You know, there's still experiences mm. on websites that are going to be mm. important. But I think, A, it depends on the content. It depends what the user is searching for. And this also goes into what's going to be important for search engine optimization uh, companies and people and businesses in the future when they're planning their content, which is to really emphasize and give Google and the user what they want. And a good way to do that is following Google's EAT methodology. It's E-E-A-T. It stands for expertise, experience, authority, and trustworthiness. Mm -hmm. And if you can sort of nail, if your content nails all of those four categories in as many and as best ways as possible, I think that that's going to serve you to still get attention, still get an audience, and, and really do the best job of giving your user the highest quality experience and keeping those rankings really in Google right at the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. And I think, you know, I, like you said before, we're just at the beginning of this. So even just 12 months from now, who knows? I mean, mm -hmm. it might be, maybe some AIs can do this now. I don't know, but it might be, you know, 12 months from now, you can type into chat GPT some question, and it gives you not just a text answer, but you also prompted to say, and pull up a how-to video on that as well, mm. and these other things. And it just does it, you know, yeah, more right. and more. I think it would be in the the interest of the Googles and Microsofts of the world to make the search experience as frictionless as possible, right? I mean, they're, they're, that's what their whole like business is built around. So it would seem logical to me that the the AI part of it will just get more like more and more sophisticated and be able to make it less and less necessary to click on links and go to some, you know, go to a bunch of websites. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that that is like, that totally makes sense from the intent standpoint. Like, like why wouldn't it do that? I think the question is how will it do that? Like, is it always going to be a prompt thing? Will we always need to prompt for more? Or will it get even smarter where we don't necessarily have to? Or maybe it produces, maybe the AI itself produces further prompts. Hey, you asked this, you might want to see this. And it's right. still, then it's just a, we don't have to think about what prompt. We just click the button and boom, there's the next thing that's highly valuable to us. It goes back to then like, well, how do we serve the AI to serve the information? Right now, the AI is generating the text. Will it all? Will it down the future generate the video? Will it generate imagery? Will it generate everything? It already can. There's a lot of AI doing right. that. But will it do it as good as a human? I think that there is at least like video content is one of those areas where we can still be very human and we can get across personal expertise and things like that. Well, but who's to say that AI can't fill in that gap in the future as well? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that for podcasting, right? You know, uh -huh. it, it, I don't, it seems kind of hard to imagine how an AI could do what we're doing right now, you know, two yeah, human right. beings having an unscripted conversation. But I don't know, maybe I'm just not imaginative enough, you know, yeah. and that 
five years from now, of course, that AI will be able to somehow, you know, replicate that. But I want to shift gears for a second and kind of get your take on the quality of the content that AIs can produce. Because we were talking about this before, right? How the, the role of the human content producer will change, is already changing, and so on. The, the one argument I hear is that, a, is that the a, AI is going to result in just a ton, a flood of kind of weaker content because it's really good at pumping out stuff that's perfectly fine, you know, and sometimes even really good, but that it, you know, lacks sort of the, that, that I guess the argument is that only a human creator can take it to the next level and do something mm. truly unique, you know, something yeah. truly new that's going to stand out and that the AI is limit, limited by the information it knows and can pump out stuff that's a level below that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you make of that argument? I think if we're talking, we need to talk about this in, in aspects of time. And if we're talking about it for today and, and the near future, like, you know, the next six months, maybe 12 months, I think that that is generally true. That content, the content it creates while impressive and good is not great and will not have the uniqueness or opinions of individuals opinions are a major thing right like right now mm -hmm. chat gpt and these tools really shy away from trying to give opinions and they try and be factual which is still they only nail that so well but that's and so like seo and content for today if you're using ai tools like a hundred percent i recommend don't just leave it up to the ai as good as it can be you need that human touch to make sure the quality is of a certain level is actually going to bring value to the reader. And a lot of times the content it spits out, never mind grammar and things like that. It just, it may be fairly surface level or doesn't actually go in depth or doesn't actually tie back to like a real use case or a real example of, you know, why it works and getting into the nitty gritty so I think there's a lot of room for it to get better there. And that is where humans right now are like far and above AI and involving human editors at the very least to review and improve the content is absolutely critical. Will it always be that way? You know, if we then talk about, you know, two, three, four, maybe, maybe it's later, maybe five years down the road. I mean... I don't think that'll be an issue anymore. To be honest, I, I think that mm -hmm. the, the content will get so good that you won't need to worry about quality. I think perhaps opinions and things like that are still something that's like, well, how do you get an AI to give opinions? And what if the opinion isn't the opinion I agree with? It doesn't know yeah. my opinions. And maybe you want it to speak a certain way and give certain opinions. So things like that, well, you know, that's where we get into, into the world of sort of like individualism. And yeah. if you're if you're discussing something that requires an individualistic voice, an AI might not be able to produce that. But maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll figure that mm -hmm. out, too. Or, you know, I wonder if you're doing more like, you know, journalism type writing, like, you know, if you're a B2B marketer, but you want to produce stuff in the form of, you know, like a magazine article with direct quotes from subject matter experts, that that kind of thing. I would think, I mean, you still would need to then go talk to a subject matter expert, interview them, yeah. and then create content around what they told you, you know, p pulling out language and then, you know, writing around their direct quotes. I, I, I guess like AI will certainly be able to do some of that, I think, 
will it replace will it somehow replace the need to actually interview people and talk to people to get their ideas and insert them into content i don't know it'll be interesting to see it will be i I think that maybe it won't fully replace that because it that that's where some of that sort of like key sort of human value comes from but even if ai even if like let's say at the end of the day ai gets so good that generally speaking from an informational factual standpoint it can create all the content you need but where you want those opinions and that expert subject matter it just needs to fill those in with like quotes or or questions and answers and things like that i mean that whole process could also probably be streamlined we've already got platforms like like haro and others where you essentially say hey I'm looking for expert quotes and sort of information on this subject matter. And the thing is, those experts want to be cited. And so they submit them. It's a very seamless process. But if now replacing the people who use those, those reporters with AI, AI could just take those, thanks for submitting them, humans, boom, 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 fill Mm -hmm. them in the blanks. It's still then, you know, maybe not the hardest problem to solve. And very, although there's human input now, it's, it's minimal, right? Yeah, right. That's a good point. I mean, there's still a human involved, a human responding to the AI prompt for mm-hmm. a quote, but then the AI takes it from there, right? I've been experimenting recently with taking podcast episodes, transcribing them, and then feeding the transcription into Jasper, say, and then telling Jasper, okay, write, reformat this transcript as a blog post and use direct quotes from you know, Joe or whoever the guest is, just as an experiment to see what would happen. And what mm-hmm. I found so far is that it basically works. You, you know, a, a transcript, like if I was to transcribe this, in, this interview, it'd probably be like 5,000 words. So right. I haven't been able yet to feed the AI like 5,000 words all at once. You kind of have to do it in chunks. So it's yeah. a little bit cumbersome, but it, it does it. It works. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and like you said, it's probably just a small step to have a bot that can just reach out and, you know, and to be like, please, if I, I need some quotes about this. Yeah. Human sends back an email. Okay. Got it. Plug it in and you're good to go. I mean, I don't see why that couldn't work. No. And I think it's good to, a lot of what we've been talking about is maybe somewhat negative for like the sentiment as a human and your job and things like <laughs> right. that. But I also think that it's worth pointing out the positives in how this makes your lives so much easier, potentially, and more efficient, especially as a business, like all the content you can create and what you just provided is a perfect example. So let's say you put in the work to produce a piece of content and you do do that as a human and you make sure it's really high quality. Well, repurposing content into different formats and structures and for different channels is all super relevant it's all it's all part of a great content strategy and the more that and and by utilizing ai and the and these different tools that exist today you know that's a great way to spin off the high quality content you might have created as a human or as a business or even with ai help into now many different pieces of content you know through that help of ai yeah, it could definitely help with that. I mean, here here's one concern that I have, and tell me, and I'd love to get your opinion. So I think right now, 
from what I can tell, marketers are starting to use AI at the very least to help, say, outline a piece of content. You want to write a blog post, so you prompt, you know, chat GPT, write me an outline for, you know, this topic. Spits it out. Great. And, and I think the AIs are really good at that, right? Just mm. spitting out a really logical kind of well-stated outline, which on the one hand, you could say, well, great. You know, no, I don't have to do that. It's kind of, that's kind of the grunt work part. And now I can just get down to the writing, you know, like the really right. creative part. My problem with that is that I think the outlining of it is actually the most important part because that's where as as a writer, as a creator, it forces you to really think through like, okay, what exactly am I writing about? Who's the audience? And how should I parcel out this information? You know, and there are like, it's, it's not always clear and you have to really think that through. I think when you outsource it to an AI, it's, to me, it's kind of like you're outsourcing the thinking part of content creation or a big part of the thinking part of creating good content, you're allowing the AI to basically dictate that and then yeah. just running with it. Now, I know, of course, that you can not use the outline the AI spits out or you can tweak it. I just think that the better the AIs get at doing this, the less incentive there is to tweak it because it's already pretty good. You know, why would you change something if you look at it and you're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Or I probably would have come up with something pretty similar. But the, again, the big difference is that you didn't have to think it through at all. The AI yeah. just did it and now you run with it. And I'm a, like, I think that's a skill. And, and it's like you need to exercise that skill and like that part of your brain to get good at really thinking through how to organize your thoughts and your content. I guess I, and I think inevitably AI will just take this over because it already is. But that bothers me a little bit. I'm like, well, you don't have to think as much about what you're doing. And that doesn't seem great to me. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, uh, 100%, it, it takes away a lot of the thinking that humans have to do. And I think that to your point about the, it's the critical thinking, like never mind just, I don't know, skill generation and things like that. It's the critical thinking that a human does with any any sort of task where we can then within that process end up intentionally or not coming up with something new. And I think that's what AI right. for now and for a long time, that's one of the things it's going to not be able to do, which is like it's using information that it already has. And it's working with that information to then give you answers to the prompts you create. But it's again, it's all within a box. And so to think outside the box, that's sort of like what you're getting at, I feel like here is that's something humans have the ability to do. And so if all you do is rely on your research to then regurgitate information that already exists, that's kind of what an AI is doing. But if as a human, you can come up with new concepts or opinions or unique thoughts or unique approaches, you know, those are the things that AI is not going to be able to replace anytime soon. So if anything, a positive spin there is, like, like I said, if AI is already replacing that part of us, maybe the outlining and the, the, the more simple thinking, well, we might, it might be foolish to try and fight that. Rather, think about the areas that AI can't really replace you and, and do your critical thinking as a human. You're out of the box thinking, your opinions to then, you know, create that unique content. Because I think that's where people yeah. will get value too. Like it's not like 
when you think about the why, well, why would I do that? I can just do it faster with AI. Yeah, you can do it faster, but is it truly going to be the best? Because in a, in a world where content is, you know, a dime a dozen and it's so mm. easy to generate and the world's already flooded with content and it's only going to get worse, you could say, with, with all this AI. Well, what can you do to stand out and what can you do to be different? And that might be where the extra effort to put in that critical thinking as a human will be the difference maker. Yeah, it 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 makes me think that pretty soon, if we're not seeing this already, you'll see, you know, agencies and and like content creators who, who their brand is like, I'm a human. Yeah, I, I yeah. create real content. I create it, not AI. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. But you know, going back to what you you were just saying, I agree with you there. That I guess the positive way to look at it is that the advent of the AI would might hopefully we'll push like the best content creators to just be more creative, right? And sort of mm. double down on the things that the AI can't do as well. Mm. But again, my concern is that even the things that we think of as kind of simple and rote, like out- outlining an article, it's actually not simple and rote, that that's where a lot of the thinking goes into it and putting yourself through those paces, you know, and it's often like not much fun because you don't, you're not sure, there's so many ways you could go with structuring an article or any piece of content, but putting your, putting your mind through those paces is often, I, in my experience, where new ideas come, where you're kind of struggling with something and then a thought pops into your head. Oh, what about this? You suddenly see something in a different way, mm-hmm. but I, I, I worry that we're going to have fewer of those moments because, again, we're kind of outsourcing that pondering part of it to the AI, and then the AI will tell us, okay, here's the outline, D- write it in this order. And we're like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And then we just do it. You know, yeah. like, again, I'm I'm kind of concerned, I guess, that we're going to see less creativity. But, you know, but on the other hand, this stuff is here and it's not going anywhere. So yeah. I think we can, we just have to do the best we can with it and find ways to keep creating creative content. Yeah, to get, to push even outside of content to then look into the farther future. I mean, it makes me think of like Wally, you know, that movie mm. where in the future humans just sit around or like, or you could say like Ready Player right. One where we're all like in an actual metaverse and in yeah. VR and we don't, we don't even work in the real world anymore. And maybe we don't even really have to work. We're on some sort of UBI or income is just provided to us because robots and AI do everything for us. And I don't know if that's dystopian or that's just the reality of our near future, but you know, we're, we're quickly moving into a world where uh, with the population, the size it is and the amount of jobs and needs that are going to be cut through AI and robotics, you know, it is a, it's an unknown world that we're going into in the future. Mm -hmm. And I, I truly mean that like more than just, like you could say people always said that in their history, but it's like, no, but we are actually creating like, again, generative robotics and AI now. And that is on a whole nother level. So. Yeah, right. It's kind of like, I think like, like, like the invention of the washing machine or something. It's like replacing the human doing it. It doesn't just help yeah. you do the laundry. It does the laundry. Yeah, yeah. And you just put it in and take it out, you know? Well, it's... I guess maybe the most positive way to look at this is 
human beings throughout human history, human beings have always adapted. You know, we're very, we're, that's what we do, right? We're very yeah. good at adapting and to the environment, to circumstances and so on. And uh, so I guess we'll see what happens. It's, a, it's an interesting time to be alive. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, it's not that we won't adapt. It's how will we adapt? How difficult will it be to adapt? You know, what, what, what mm -hmm. are we going to have to work through to get out to the other side where we're now back in a normal place, maybe. So it'll be an interesting journey as we, as we go through this change. For sure. Well, you know, we should, we should reconvene. We should do a part two of this episode, like a year from now. Yeah, I and love see, that And idea. see where things are, you know, see what's Absolutely. changed. Because like yeah. you said, it's a lot, a lot will change. So, well, well th thanks a ton for the conversation just now. And, um, you know, before I let you go, how can people connect with you? Yeah, sure. I'm active on Twitter at Norse Wolf, uh, Wolf with a U, like my name. Uh -huh. Yeah, so check me out there or Rocketto, hello, Rocketto.com. That's R-O-K-E-T-T-O.com. And yeah, I, I'm around. So shoot me a message if you want to chat. Okay, very cool. Are you active on LinkedIn at all? Oh, yeah, active on LinkedIn as well. And okay, yeah, so whether you want to just shoot shit or, or talk strategy and potentially get help with your SEO or content, I mean, that's what we do at Rocketo. So just as much as we're learning AI and adapting to it today, we've been providing great content and SEO to our clients for 13 plus years now. So we're here to help. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll put a link to Rocketo in the show notes, and we'll put a link to your LinkedIn as well. So listeners, connect with Alf, and you'll have just as great a conversation as we had just now. So Alf, thank you so much. We, we could go on and on. I could talk about this oh, yeah. all day long, but uh, thanks for the time you spent. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.